um, of having church in the field. And I'm really, really excited to be sharing with you all this afternoon. And as you know, we've been talking about Jesus is. Who is Jesus to us? And it's been amazing. We've had three amazing weeks of our pastors sharing. And it's been absolutely fantastic. And this afternoon, I'm just praying that um, as I speak, God will just really speak to you all. And as I was thinking about who Jesus is, I thought I'm going to have to kind of share about what God's done in my life. How can I share who Jesus is to me if I don't share about how he has set me free and the things he's done in my life? So this afternoon, I'm going to be talking about Jesus is our freedom. And um, I became a Christian when I was about 14 to 15 years old. And to be honest, I was a little bit like... I thought I was a Christian already. I grew up in an African household. And so by default, you are a Christian. And so as far as I was concerned, like, yeah, we were Christians. We didn't go to church that often, but I had heard of Jesus, knew a little bit about him. And so as far as I was concerned, I was a Christian until I went to a youth group one day and ended up giving my life to God. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, I thought I was a Christian already, but they asked me to come to the front. Here I am, giving my life to Jesus. However, in that moment, I think I had more of an awareness of who God is. I started to think about God a little bit more. I started to understand that, you know, you're meant to read your Bible sometimes. And so I was trying to do all of those things, but I still wasn't fully all in. I still, there wasn't a moment that had happened where I was like, yes, Lord, for the rest of my days, I'm following you. So I kind of just continued living my life with one foot in church and one foot in the world. One foot kind of wanting to love Jesus and another foot enjoying the pleasures of this world. And I kind of came into a point in my life where I was just... I don't know, I think in a way I'd say I was just happy. <laughs> I was happy living, living like that. I would see other Christians kind of giving their all to God. And back then, I was, as I said, I was a teenager. So you'd see teenagers like living for God and I'd be so encouraged. But I'd think to myself, yeah, that's good for them. That could never be me. I just didn't feel free. I just, there was something in my life that I was trapped. I was really carrying a lot of burdens there's from things from my childhood just carrying on that I was just carrying things that I didn't know how to let go of there was a day in my life where I was sexually assaulted and it wrecked me completely wrecked me and changed the course of my life because suddenly I was thinking I'd been been in church and you know you hear Jesus loves you. You hear Jesus will always protect you. Jesus will always be there for you. And I was confused, if I'm honest, really confused. Like, how could this happen, Lord? How could something bad happen when I'm meant to be a Christian? Has anyone ever felt like that before? Just in your life, you know, when bad things happen and you don't understand why. And so I just thought, you know, I was so used to carrying burdens anyway, so I didn't tell anyone and I just carried on trying to carry this weight. I kept trying to carry this weight that was too heavy for a young girl to carry. But I thought that's what I had to do. 
And I remember getting to a point I just started drinking more, partying more, completely living one foot in, one foot out. I was living a complete double life and I didn't care. But for some reason, something kept me coming back, kept me coming back to the house of God. I couldn't help myself. I would still turn up on a Sunday. I was drunk on a Saturday. The Sunday, I'd be at church. And I'd pretend, wearing a mask, pretending that everything was okay in my life. Yet I was riddled with brokenness. I was riddled with hurt. I was riddled with pain. But I kept on pretending. And I know I'm not the only one because I've had the joys of getting to know quite a lot of you. Of how often sometimes we get to points in life where instead of going to Jesus, we start pretending. We come to church with a smile on our face. We come to church as if everything's okay. But deep down we know that life is not great. Deep down we know that we're wearing this mask and if someone would just ask us, truly ask us how you are, we might just break down. But anyway, I got to a point in my life of, um, as I said, living one foot in, living one foot out. And I don't remember what the message was on that Sunday that I walked into church. But I had been at a party the night before. I was completely hungover. And I remember going to church and someone saying to me, like, um, saying, oh, are you okay? And I had to run to the toilets. I threw up. It was one of those ones. I know no one's experienced that before because, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I was a mess. And I remember lying and saying, oh, I went to a party with my auntie and I think I've got food poisoning. And they believed me. <laughs> And it was the first time I felt like I had to lie because before no one really asked me. No one really noticed that I wasn't okay. But because I couldn't hide it this time, I outwardly lied and said, oh, I'd been at a party with my auntie and I had food poisoning. But I remember that day going home and I just broke, completely broke down. And I remember thinking, I can't live like this anymore. I can't live like this. I can't keep pretending I'm okay when I'm not okay. I can't keep trying my hardest to live when I felt like I just couldn't cope anymore. And I remember in that moment giving my life to Jesus, truly giving my life to him, thinking, God, I, I want you. I want you to take this weight off me. I want you to set me free. And it was just me and God in my bedroom. But in that moment, he set me free. I was free from the grips of my past. I was free from those mind games that told me I'd always be broken. You're a mess. You're dirty. You're rubbish. I was suddenly set free from that completely. And I was able to truly live for God. In Galatians 5.1, I believe it says, At last I am free. For Christ came to set us free. And I just want to encourage anyone here this afternoon that if you are still carrying weights and carrying burdens, you need freedom. There's burdens and weights that this world brings and puts on us that you were never meant to carry. They weren't for you to carry. And you can be free. You just have to accept the blood of Christ over your life. Accept his freedom and begin to walk in it. You don't have to carry burdens and live that way. 
you can be free. And after that moment, I just went on a journey of God with God where my life wasn't perfect. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all roses from then on. But I went on a journey with God where day after day, I had just finally fallen in love with him. Something broke in me where I wanted God more than I wanted this world. I wanted God more than I wanted this world. I didn't want what the world had to offer anymore. I didn't want those worldly pleasures. Because, you know, when you think, sometimes you think it's just a game, having one foot in the world and one foot in church. But it's not. Without you realising, sooner or later, you're being tangled, you're being chained by all of these things that you're trying to find to satisfy you. But they will never fill you and they will never satisfy you. You need freedom in Jesus and Jesus alone. He is the only one that satisfies. Now, um, as you all know, I'm, I'm married. We've been married for about eight years now. It'll be nine this year at the end of the year. And I'll be honest with you. When me and Sean got married, right, it was great. When we first, it's still great, by the way. But when we first got married, it was bliss. But after about two weeks, maybe three, let's say three weeks, I think we both began to realise that no one was doing the washing, like no one was washing the clothes. And I don't know, we, I guess we hadn't had that chat before we got married of whose role it was to wash the clothes. So... I'm there thinking, is he going to put a load in? He's there thinking, is she going to put a load in? And either way, it wasn't happening. So we'd find ourselves at like a few weeks in with no clothes to wear. Like genuinely nothing to wear. We'd wore every single piece of clothing in our wardrobe. And we lived in a flat at the time in South Sea, so we didn't have a garden. So we'd have to get, has anyone seen those big rainbow bags? You know, those big laundry rainbow bags. So we'd have to get these bags, fill it up with all of our clothes. We'd wash them in the washing machine and we would literally walk down to the laundrette, dragging these bags and spend like half a day drying all our clothes. You think we would have learned after the first time, but unfortunately we didn't learn. We did not learn. And every month we would find ourselves dragging these bags to the laundrette. And it kind of got to the point, it was getting annoying. You know, we had to have a few chats and it's still, no one was putting the washing in the washing machine. However, you know, I'd like to say now that things are better. I just washed the clothes. But that's okay. Sean, Sean works. I'm at home with the kids. So I've got time to do it. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. But I feel like I need to take a seat. This is a bit like a counselling session. But you know what? There's one thing at the moment. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm amazing at washing clothes now. Honestly. A load a day. They're in there. Have I washed clothes already this morning? Yes. Yes, I have. That's the person I am now. And I'm proud of it. You know, some people are really good drummers. Some people really good singers. I'm really good at washing clothes. And I'm, I'm happy with it. But I'll be, thank you. Some, someone's like, yeah, come on, Paula. That is my talent. But I'll be honest with you. There's one thing at the moment that I'm just not getting right. And it's the white t-shirts. And it's really annoying. I think Sean's here, so I'll keep my voice down, right? But it's really annoying because he loves wearing white t-shirts. And every few weeks without fail, I hear, I'm downstairs chilling out and I hear, Paula, 
there's a white, there's a, t- a, a stain on my white t-shirt. And I'm like, Sean, I don't know. Like, I don't know why they keep coming out with stains. And I've tried so much, so many different things. You know, people say try vanish. I think I've tried that. They say, is it white vinegar? I think I've tried that. Baking soda. I've tr- I feel like I've tried it all. But no matter what I try, these stains just don't seem to come out of the white t-shirts. So I'm trying to encourage him to wear darker clothing. But yeah, it's not happening. But anyway, it made me think... Um, this week after another incident with a white t-shirt it kind of left me thinking of how hard it is to get stains out and it made me think about the stain of sin the stain of this world that is that was on all of us on every single one of us and no matter how much we tried we couldn't get it out no matter how much we tried to cover up the brokenness, try to cover up the hurt, try to find things to satisfy us, it didn't ha- it could, we couldn't do anything. And it probably got to the place for nearly all of us where you get to a point where you realize only Jesus satisfies. Only Jesus can take the stains of sin off of us and make us white as snow. The Bible says in Isaiah, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. And that's exactly what God wants to do for us. And so instead of being like me with my white t-shirts and trying one thing after another that doesn't work, it's time to just be people that run to Jesus. It's time to be people that stop looking and expecting the world to satisfy us because it can't. It won't satisfy us. For the moment, you might get that thing that you've been praying for. But a few weeks later, it can often become a burden. Or a few weeks later, you've still got that hole or that wanting of something. And it's because the only one who can bring true satisfaction, everlasting joy, everlasting peace is Jesus Christ himself. And so when you see people lifting their hands and you see people worshipping Jesus, it's not because they're insane. It's not because we're crazy. It's because we've found our everlasting peace in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. It's because if we took the microphone round like Pastor Andy did on the first week, we'd find that every single person or most people in this field have had encounters with the living God. Have had encounters where they're saying, I cannot deny that Jesus is real. I cannot deny that Jesus exists. You see, Jesus is so many things to so many different people. But he will always be saviour. He will always be our redemption. He will always be our everything. Because we've experienced the true living God. And there's a lady in the Bible. um, And many of you may have heard this um, account before. It's in John chapter 4. And it's about the woman at the well. A Samaritan woman who encountered Jesus for the first time and it completely changed her life like what happened to so many of us encountering Jesus will completely change your life it doesn't matter how bad your past is it doesn't matter how good your past is you need Jesus 
Every single one of us needs him. And so there's this woman who comes to a well to draw some water and Jesus happens to be there. And um, I'm just going to jump straight to it. The lady ends up realizing, Jesus tells her that he is the anointed one, the Messiah, the Savior. And she runs back and she tells everyone and many people come to know Jesus because of this lady. But I'm amazed that when you read this account, it was a normal day. She was a broken lady who had done things in her past, but it was a normal day for her that she got up just thinking, I just have to keep on living like this. She got up, I'm just going to keep on living with my burdens. She got up just thinking, this is my life. But that day, on a very normal day, Jesus changed her life and he transformed her. And today is a very normal day. And it could be your day of freedom, your day to finally find salvation and find Jesus. And so for this lady, I often think, you know, if I look back on that day when I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't wake up thinking I was going to have an encounter with him. I didn't wake up thinking my life would suddenly be changed. But that's the beauty of God. He changes lives. The beauty of God is that even on normal days, he changes lives. The woman at the well, it was so, it's so beautiful when you read the account. Because one thing I noticed is that Jesus came to her. She didn't go looking for him. He found her. He came to her. And I feel like that's such a beautiful picture of the kindness of God. That he will come to you. He will come to find you. He will come to you if you want him. And he came to this lady and she had no idea that in his coming, he would bring her salvation and he would set her free. This lady's life was completely changed by an encounter with Jesus. And if you've met Jesus, your life should not be the same. If you've truly met him, your life should not be the same. When you truly meet with Jesus, you begin to desire the things that he desires. I remember as a teenager often asking God, why don't I even want you? (laughs) I'd see these Christians worshipping, I'd be like, why don't I have this desire? But the more I fell in love with Jesus, the more I read my Bible, the more I wanted him. And there's some people in this place that I really believe for so long your desire for God has gone. Your desire for him has gone and you're wanting the things of this world more. But I just want to remind you, only Jesus will satisfy. You can search the whole world, you can go to other things, but only he will truly, truly satisfy. God loves every single one of us and he wants to bring freedom into our lives. Now, my oldest daughter, she she absolutely um, loves animals. I don't know why, I don't know how it happened, but she loves them. Now, I didn't grow up with any pets and I really did not like animals, like genuinely, like people have dogs, I'm like, okay, (laughs) like they're like, oh, this is my cute little baby, and I'm like, okay, good for you, 
right? And I just wasn't interested in animals at all until seven years ago, I feel like my daughter came out saying, I love dogs. I love dogs. And she just absolutely loves animals. And now I find myself walking down the street and I see dogs and I'm like, oh, so cute. And I'm like, Paula, what is wrong with you? You don't like them. And then I find myself like wanting to stroke them. And I'm like, what is happening to me? And so this week, um, I was laughing with Sean because I was reading Matthew. And um, in Matthew, um, it says that Jesus was looking at the crowd and he had, I think it's Matthew 9, he had compassion on them, right? And he said, it says he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And for the first time in my weird life, I started thinking, poor sheep without a shepherd oh and I was thinking what am I doing but it made me think to myself that you know what sheep without a shepherd you can't help it they're like wandering around lost but Jesus was explaining what it's like without him what life is like without Jesus you walk around lost you walk around going from one thing that doesn't satisfy, okay, to another thing that still doesn't satisfy, to another thing that still doesn't satisfy. Walking around lost without a shepherd. And Jesus wants to be our great shepherd. He wants to transform your life. He wants to save you. He wants to set you free. Now, the beauty of the gospel the absolute beauty of the gospel is we didn't have to do anything. He did it all for us. All we have to do is put our faith and trust in Jesus. And in that moment, you can be free. In that moment, you can have everlasting salvation. You can have peace that this world can't offer. You can have joy that this world cannot offer. You can sit in the evening and relax and not need to pick up alcohol, not need to pick up other substances, not need to try and find things to unwind because your satisfaction, your peace, your joy is in Jesus Christ himself. And so as I just bring this to a um, close this afternoon, I just want to encourage you that I will always look back and I, like this week I was a little bit teary because every time I kept thinking of what I used to be like what I used to be like that if you had seen me when I was that age you would never have thought that Jesus could have changed my life but that's the beauty of the gospel that he takes away people's shame he takes away people's sin and he completely nails it to that cross so you can walk in freedom you can walk in peace of mind if you're still living life weighed down if you're still living life with burdens that you can't carry can I encourage you today it's time to give it to Jesus it's time to give those burdens to Jesus and find everlasting freedom. The Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. It also says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that's why we can lift our hands. That's why we can clap and shout because we've experienced God's freedom. And I'm just going to pray this afternoon, believing that if you don't know who Jesus is, 
if you still haven't experienced everlasting joy and peace and his salvation, maybe today's your day. And maybe if you have experienced him before, but you've walked away, if you have experienced him before, but you're living a double life, don't wait to crash. Don't wait to try everything before you finally say, Lord, enough is enough. I want you. So we're just going to pray and believe that today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I mean, in a moment, we're going to pray and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. So I just ask you all to just pray after me. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and make my life anew. In Jesus' name, amen. And if whilst every eye is still closed, if that's you this afternoon, could you just do me a favour and raise your hand? If that's you and you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus, could you just pop your hand up? Awesome. And now I just want to pray for anyone who... (laughs) Maybe you were like me. I'm sure there's nobody here, but do you know what? There's nothing new under the sun. But if there's anyone who's tired of living one foot in and one foot out, who's tired of not truly giving their all and experiencing God's freedom, let's just pray that today is your day. Father, we just want to thank you for your freedom. We want to thank you, Father God, that you came to set us free. And Father, we pray that, Lord, I know that you long to encounter us. You long for us to be free. And I pray, Lord, that today we will settle for nothing less. So Father, I pray for anyone who's carrying these weights, these burdens, these shame, the shame, anything that they're carrying, Father God, you know every heart and you know every need. Father, I just pray for a release in your mighty name, a release from shame, a release from sin, a release from the burdens that they're carrying and that, Father, they'll be able to walk in your complete freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.